liked about this quiz tonight? You have spent quite a lot of time doing the family quiz. <laughs> well, we need to explain this, maybe. Yeah, we do a family <laughs> quiz each week. Uh, and normally it's been Danielle or Dave that's done these. Thank you, Danielle yeah. or Dave. Um, you do a marvellous job. And I volunteered to do today's quiz, but I only realised when you pointed this out to me last night. Yes, I kept saying, I've been saying this to you for weeks. It's like, it's your turn this weekend to do the quiz. It's your turn. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Rich's turn. And I was like, no, we've had the, we've had email confirmation that you've swapped. So anyway, last night, I think I finally got through. <laughs> and you, and you I checked took my me email. Seriously. Yeah, I'd missed an email from Rich saying, oh, can we swap? So yeah. So today I had to say to, to Blake, Daddy's gone away for a little while. He might be back. In a few hours. You have taken this very seriously. I don't want it to be shit. It won't. It would never be with you because you have really good knowledge you're going to do. I'm sure, like, I don't know. I mean, the best thing about this is I'm going to take part in the quiz. I haven't got a clue what you've done, but I would imagine that you're going to do a nice little splattering of, like, sport and TV and film and music and things that you like, essentially. Oh, you're going to throw a load of geography in there as well, aren't you? I can just imagine that. That's right, yeah. So all the things you like, yeah. But yeah, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great. You seem quite yeah. You are quite nervous. Yeah, I'm far more nervous than actually doing the quiz. You keep going so. upstairs and like checking your answers. Yeah, because I'm I'm like, have I put the wrong original number on it? So, uh, <laughs> Ooh, <yeah>. history. <laughs> Is that the word original number? Um, regnal. Reginald. Have you put Reginald in? Do you Re- need to go back no. and check the spelling? Reginald Perry. Yeah, it's yeah. Reginald. Yeah. At least I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, it'll be fine. Yes. Um, if I win, will that look dodgy? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to win. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't even come close to winning the other ones apart from the time where we actually made a team together and then you decided that we shouldn't do it together. Yeah. And because... then you've won every week. I didn't want to mention that, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm fine for anyone else to. Well, at this point. You know, if we're gonna, you know, really go into it, Mark, then remember that what you made me call you last weekend after you'd won the last quiz. No, I have no idea what you're talking. You about. look very uncomfortable now, but I'm gonna say it. Mark made me call him the king of quizzes last weekend. Wouldn't shut up about it until I said that he was king of the quiz. Yeah, I, I am king of the quiz. Quiz king. This is the best boy all over again, isn't yes, it? Yeah. Mark also likes to be known as the as the best boy. Uh, which of course he, he is. He's the best adult boy. Yeah, that little in the house. Came <laughs> yeah, along and took yeah. away my title, didn't I? <laughs> well you still you've now separated. The best adult boy in the house is, is you, but just not the best boy. But anyway, King of Quizzes. Shall we talk about television? Let's do it. <laughs> Watching television, watching so we have mentioned before on the podcast that you have zoomed ahead with normal people and I have gently progressed it, but only to episode six. You were on episode six two weeks ago. Yeah. I so know that's I, not gently progressed. I gently progressed it to episode six. Okay. And I haven't gone any further, but you've finished it and you want to talk about it in a spoiler free way because it's fresh in your mind, which is fair enough. Yes. I love this show. I think this is the best piece of best piece of television the BBC has produced in so many years. The thing that I like about it is it's so incredibly positive. Uh, when people have problems, there are people around them to help them out. When our 
main cast members are shown doing something that they shouldn't. There is a reason for it. And it might just be that oh, it's peer pressure or something like that, but it doesn't dwell on it. They don't become a bad person because of it. They've got friends there to help them out. The one thing I would say is, in the last episode, I found myself thinking, well, it's not made me cry yet. And then a couple of minutes later, it made me burst into tears. Um, I've been hearing that a lot. Yeah. Like, like even people who we we follow yeah. um, and podcasts that we listen to mm. where, you know, they're, they're normally not emotional people or at least not coming across as that have said that it has made them burst into tears. Mm. I wish this had when I'd been younger because I think that this, I think that these people are kind of like templates of how people should treat other people around them. Mm-hmm. They're always positive. They're not like this. They can be sometimes be around by dickheads, mm-hmm. but they rise above it. They look beyond their friends' opinions on people and things like that, and just are nice to each other. I'm going to challenge you slightly on that because okay. that doesn't always happen. I mean, of the six episodes that I've seen, I mean, I think you're painting these people to be slightly angelic, which that they're, they're not, in my opinion, and that was why I liked it. That mm. sometimes they don't rise above other people's opinions sometimes they kind of go along with the crowd but you can understand that because they're young and I think people do that when they're young I think that's early in the series right okay and what what happens is you end up so how far have you have they Episode, gone to college yet yeah they're at college now and what happens when they get to college is don't and I don't think, I don't think this is a spoiler okay but I think their their roles are somewhat reversed yeah, from high school yeah so you can see the progression as mm. people do progress through life yeah, yeah. It's a bit galaxy high in that way. Okay. Um, do you know about yes, galaxy? Yes, yes. You told me about this the other week. Please don't talk about galaxy high on the podcast. Um, you've got two main characters. <laughs> Did you hear the impatience there? Yeah. My voice. Don't do that. Connell is a lovely supporting lad. Is his name Connell? It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well done. My only criticism of Connell is mm-hmm. when he talks. I sometimes think he speaks like Ted from the Fast Show. Okay, so you're finding him difficult to... No, 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 it just reminds me of Ted. You know, the you know, remember Ted from The Fast Show? Honey, I don't really remember The Fast Show very much. Okay, I'll show you some clips afterwards. Okay, is it like softly spoken and... He's a very softly spoken right, Irish okay. man. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very sad, yeah. Okay. Um, Marianne is tortured, but nevertheless absolutely lovely. She's very resilient. Yeah, she doesn't... She, ends up taking things takes things out on herself more than mm. the people around her and mm. Connell just looks after her into a protective mm. shoulder. It's got the best baddie that we've seen all year. Um, okay. Don't <laughs> I don't I don't know who the baddie okay, is. Okay. Right. Okay. So but, don't don't go into it, but yeah. I look forward to I can't think of someone who's a terrible okay. baddie. You will see. Okay. One slightly depressing thing. Mm. Uh, so I looked up the author of the novel. Mm. She was born in nineteen ninety one. Really? She's not even 30 yet. Right. Because I'm thinking it's like our age, but it's not, is no. it? Because they're at school, they've mm. got, I mean, we had mobiles at school, but only just, like, in the late 90s. Oh, I didn't. Did I didn't you at not? school. I got my first at uni, so. Well, I was at, that was sort of 98, 99. Mm. Um, most people had pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast from the past. Um, but yeah, you can tell that this is, if that's her age, these people... Mm are in her her age group and go to college at that time. Yeah, I mean, she's really made a name for herself in this. The way that this has taken off, I mean, mm. this will change her life. I see mm. that her first book, she's 
released two books mm-hmm. and the first book has now been picked up by Hulu and BBC oh, Three. Great. Okay, good. Um so once we're all able to go outside I'm sure that will be coming through. Yeah. But yeah, um if you're the f- one person in Britain who's not watching this or America or mm. wherever mm just watch this it's such a lovely piece of television yeah and I th- it's that's i think that of all the six episodes that i've seen that's mm. the way i would say it. it's a lovely piece of of, of tv but ha- i find it you know the, in the six episodes that i've seen i do find it find it quite hard and quite emotional which you know you're telling me when by the time i get to the end it's going to be even more emotive then yeah. that's probably why i'm holding back a little bit because i think know, that uh, yeah I won't but go. I'll yeah, I'll get there and it's maybe like, we can have a talk about it afterwards. It's like spending time with my friends who were twenty one mm. who really had their shit together. Yeah, yeah. Um of which I was not one of them. <laughs> um yeah, so what have you been watching this week? So I've been watching Comfort TV. Not house renovation programmes, panicky not. Although I mean you have been watching They're still there in the background, but no there's this different type of comfort TV. So you know how many moons ago Love Productions created the Great British Bake Off. I didn't know that was a production company, but yes. They, I only know it because they became famous for selling the Great British Bake Off to Channel 4. Yeah. So that production company became quite infamous, really, at mm. the time. Um, so they came up with this this concept. And then we've had so many other types of shows like that, haven't we? We've had pottery... British pottery throwdown. Yeah, the yeah. great British art. That you know, anything you can do that's slightly creative. Yes. There's going to be a great British something or other for it. The great British balloon modeler. Yeah, I mean, is that real? <laughs> no. Mark. Oh, Mark, I can't tell when you're being serious or not. Right. Um. So, but anyway, I see. That's what I mean. Like, you could actually believe that. That was it, because there's so many of them. But there's two programmes that follow that. Yeah, I know you think you're really... Cl- I can see you laughing. Yes, you're very clever. You're very clever. You're going to put that in the quiz? Yeah. I know there are a lot of programmes out there that follow the same mould, and there are two programmes. There are two programmes that do follow that, that concept that have come back on our screens recently that I find really compelling, but also very relaxing as well. Yes. You can have them on in the background and your child can be needing entertainment or your husband can come down for lunch and we can all just have it on and it doesn't matter if you don't miss two minutes of it, but you know you can follow, follow it through. And the, the first one is a newer version. It's not by Love Productions, actually. It's Wall to Wall Productions because I looked it up before we um, came on air, in inverted commas, just so that I didn't make a fool of myself. But it's Glow Up and I think it's got a colon after that saying like, Britain's best makeup artist. So it's same as all the other shows, a group of people, they've already got some skill as makeup artists, they've found them mostly off Instagram, mm. which is where these things of course, live yeah. these days. And there are, there's two judges, and the judges are people who are you know, major figures in that world, in the, in the makeup world. We have Dominic Skinner and Val Garland, yeah. who both worked for Alexander McQueen. Okay. So very bold, very creative, and you know, real industry figures. Mm. Very, very well known. The thing I really like about Glow Up is that the majority of the people who are involved, the, the participants, are young people who are trying to, to 
propel themselves into a career in, in makeup artistry. So they've already got some skill. Some of them have been to art college. Some of them are just doing this in their bedroom. But the things that they have to do are designed to really challenge them and to improve their skills and to increase their learning. And whilst the judges can be a, a little bit panto villain at, at times, I think Val Garland has a, a phrase, like a catchphrase, like ding dong when something goes right, which is a little bit grating. You know, the, the, there's some kind of panto villain in there. For the most part, they're there to help them and to give critique and to say, well, look, if you want to make it in this industry, you've got to do X, Y and Z. This week, they took them to London Fashion Week. So all these, you know, they're very young to us, but all these young people in London Fashion Week doing the makeup of major models and learning their trade. And that's I really enjoy watching them really flourish and, and learning. But that's probably, you know the yeah. teacher in me yeah. um, doing that. The sewing bee. Yes. Slightly different in that you have a much wider age range in there, a little bit more diversity, and they're not going off to London Fashion Week, they're in Bermondsey. I like the sewing bee. I would never watch it, but I find it incredibly calming. Isn't it? This is yeah. this is what I wanted to say about the these shows. I think Glow Up's a little bit more mad, isn't it? It's a little bit more young people, Instagram edit, you know. I feel I'm not welcome in that TV, okay. in that in that world. <laughs> well, I, just, I love it for the creativity, but you get the creativity in Sewing Bee as well, mm. don't you? Because here are people who, again, have skill, but they're being asked to make things. I like the... Um... I like the the tall presenter guy. So that's a guy called Patrick Grant, who we looked up the other day, yes. didn't we? Because he was, um, was he like under 18s, under 19s, rugby? Yeah, represented like, Scotland at rugby. Yeah. And then an injury finished off his career. Yeah. All this makes me do is, oh, like, I'd love to be a tailor. Because his clothes are wonderful, aren't they? Not for any reason. I don't want to do it as a job, mm-hmm. but I'd quite like to... Uh, I think I've watched Kingsman a couple of too many times. Well, and His tailoring, like every suit he wears, mm. is just beautiful, isn't it? The hang of it. And then yeah. you've got um, another lady who's big in, in the fashion world called Esme Young, who I didn't know until... That, well, I mean, I didn't know Patrick Grant either. But... She reminds me of the woman who makes the costumes in The Incredibles. But... Yes, she does. She looks exactly like... What is her name? I was trying... Is it... So Edna? they begin with E as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She And again... There's a slight panto villain, you know, that they they work very well together, actually. And he had yes. a different, Patrick Grant had a different co-judge to begin with. He had a lady from the WI that did uh, the judging for quite a few. What are you laughing? I was going to say one from the WWE. <laughs> well, absolutely. That's the crossover. Sewing and wrestling. Yeah. You would have loved that. I would. That would have made it even more perfect for you. Yeah. I mean, if you love the sewing bee as it is now, just wait till you get a wrestler in there. Yeah, total divas, the Maybe seamstress. one week they could do like wrestling outfits because every week's themed, isn't it? I don't think they're ever going to do that. I mean, you particularly enjoyed this week because it was lingerie week. I mean, it was. But we didn't really. It wasn't really lingerie, was it? No, it was more like Victorian pantaloons. Yeah, <laughs> bad, <laughs> false advertising. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. And I, I had you all ready. You going, look, there's going to be lingerie on the telly. No. No. Definitely not. But yeah, it's it's calm and it's and, and the baby loves it. Like if it's calming for us, it's clearly calming for him because he loves just sitting and watching. You know, there's but there's a lot of colours, isn't yes, there? Yes, I think that's it. And um. It's just a really, really lovely watch. 
So both of these shows together, really easy watches, and the participants are like adding to their repertoire as well. It's not that they're just being pulled apart for mm. for no reason. So yeah, really recommend. Glow Up's fun. I think it's more of a throwaway. Um, like Stacey Dooley does the host set, so she's she's you know great at like looking after the contestants, and you know you get to go to places that you know like I wouldn't step foot in like London Fashion Week and things like that. So that's a bit more throwaway and fun. And Sewing Bee is more calming and. They're not going to replace the Bake Off though, are they? No, I mean, if if Bake Off sort of ten out of ten, these shows are sort of like six, eight, six, eight. I would say six. Okay. So we've been watching things separately, but as per, we've we've come together to watch a particular show, which I was wondering whether this... Is this a film? This is a film. It's a film. So we're putting it in the TV section, but it's actually a film. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's a television. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I was yeah. like, it's a Netflix. It's TV. Mm. But yeah, we've been watching Extraction. We haven't been watching. We watched Extraction. No, we watched... Term. No, I'm saying we're watching because... We've been watching because... We split it into two parts. Yeah, but that's, that makes me quite upset. But uh, Okay. Yeah. Have you got over it yet? No, I'm just... You, have you moved yeah. on? Yeah. So yeah, we watched it in two parts because we're tired people. But this is <laughs> a film on Netflix that's been... It was getting quite a lot of attention, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's... I think people were just crying out for a film to watch. Mm. And I think probably the first thing I'd say about this is that it's you don't see films like this anymore uh, that have got a mid-range budget, a big star in, and it's an action film. You see sequels and you see franchises that come from these, like Taken, and probably John Wick was the last one of these that came out. And Netflix have clearly took a gamble on a, a brand new director. He's one of the Russo's friends who yeah. did You were telling me, I, was, I had to ask you about the Russo brothers, so remind me of so the Russo Where brothers made their start in television. Okay. They did a lot of episodes of Community. Okay, right. That's a strange move, isn't it? To now, obviously, they're not doing this. This is a friend of theirs, but you know, when well, you're tracing things back, when you look at the episode, I might make you watch on date night some Community at some point because I think you would find it interesting. Okay, I think you have made me watch some of it previously. We, I haven't. No. Have you not shown me some episodes? No, I'm never. sure you have. I guarantee I haven't. Okay, <laughs> I'll think about that. Okay. So yeah, so Russo brothers, uh, and then went on to do Captain America: Civil War. That's it. Yeah. Avengers: Endgame, Avengers: Infinity War. So really, p- propelled themselves forward in the past few years. And the director, whose name escapes me, is it Joe Alves from Jaws Three? No, no, he's dead. Oh, is he? No, oh. I don't know. So the director, Sam Hargrave, was their stunt coordinator mm-hmm. on those films. So it's quite a big step. I think he did some second unit work on one of the Avengers films, but big step up to put him in charge of this probably relatively big budget film set in India and Bangladesh. With Chris Hemsworth Chris as Hemsworth. So the, a really bank As much of a bankable star as you can get without going to sort of mega star level. Yeah, and he's in... I mean, is he in every scene? Probably. Pro- probably. Yeah, there'll yeah. be some without... There's but, some yeah. cuts of ways to baddies yeah. and stuff like that, but yeah, he's in... He's on screen probably 80% of the time. Yeah. So we finished this, and you wanted to talk about it, and I was like, no, I need to save it for the podcast. Go on. 
So when I fir- when we first started to, this is a full on action film, isn't it? This is absolutely from start to finish action. Yeah. Basic premise is Chris Hemsworth has to extract a child or yes. a teenager from is it Bangladesh's. Yes, he's in the, the, Dakar, which is the yeah. capital of Bangladesh. So he and that that's the premise, isn't it? You yeah. can, that's all you need to know about about the film is that yeah. there is going to be this extraction and Chris Hemsworth is the one. Obviously, there's a lot more plot going around as to who who is the child, who's the mm. child related to, all that sort of thing. But that is the basic premise. And when we started watching this, I was like, "Whoa, the action is incredible!" But at the same time, I was thinking, "Oh." It's a little bit gamey. It's a little bit first-person shooter, I think I said to you at one point in time. And some of it was so fastly edited. I just felt sometimes I was watching a computer game, the way that, you know, the the editing and the direction, just things moving so fast and Mm. round corners and up and down. And, you know, sometimes from the point of view of the person. So perspective was quite... It wasn't that you were looking from from above, but hang on, hang on, hang on. I know you you want to interrupt, but hang on with me for a second. And we got to a point where that actually just started to wear on me. And that's when I said to you, can we stop for the night? Yes. I want to have a break from this. Mm. then we came back to it I'd had a break and I was able to just sort of reset still feeling the same thing still feeling the action was incredible but at the same time I just felt it was very I can't think of another word than gamey that's do you know what I mean I can understand that yeah and then I really got into it because it was doing all the cliches and I got so excited (laughs) at just shouting out to you plot points that I knew was going to come up and you were going, no, they won't do that. They won't do that. That would be ridiculous if they did that. And then every time they did it, I just got really excited. So it became more of a game for me of like, yes, they're going to hit all the tropes. They're going to do all the things that I'm saying they're going to do. Um, So in the end, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. The only thing I would say, I will, sorry, I will let you speak in a minute. I know you're desperate to jump in, but I want to say this before I forget. The only thing I will say, it is incredibly violent. And I don't have a problem with with violence. Um, I mean, I was watching, like, Heat was on last night. And, like, Heat is one of my all-time favourite films. It's, like, top five for me. It's probably top three. And there are some incredibly violent scenes in that film. You know, really in-your-face violence. Yeah. So I, I don't mind violence per se, but this involved violence against... Vulnerable, I would say vulnerable groups, let's yes. just say, um, and innocent, innocent parties that I found very, very difficult to to take. Having said that, it made you really hate the baddie. So, so I know exactly the bit you're talking yeah. about because I found that quite. Hang on, a yeah. second. Yeah, I think it. So I'm going to start off with the criticisms. Mm-hmm. I think it lacks a lot of humour. You've got a very charismatic film star in Chris Hemsworth that we've seen in the Thor films, seen the Avengers films and even he was pretty good in Ghostbusters even though that was mm. not a good film. I wasn't that keen. I know everyone said he was a comic genius in that film and I just I didn't like him in that at all. But yet all he does is mumble and we had to sort of turn the volume up. At one point we had to watch a scene like three or four times it was three or four, wasn't and turn it? on the subtitles just to understand what he was saying to yeah. someone. Volume was up at like a third of the maximum. Yeah. It could do with a bit more 
just something to keep you going in between. And I think that that would sort of serve as a palate cleanser and probably would have helped you focus more Mm. and you wouldn't be taken out of it as much. Similarly, there are points in the film where the action stops and you get people trying to connect on an emotional level, Chris Hemsworth and the boy, because I can't remember anyone's name in this. I can. Um, (laughs) The boy's name's Ovi. Okay. But they talk about their feelings, and we were sat there playing on our phones because it just didn't. It just yeah. yeah, it dragged on, and it was such it was such a swing. It again, it needed something. In, it needed something in between just to sort of mm-hmm. cut between the two emotions. Onto the good bits, there is. I think this when you say it's quite gamey, there is a one take, a twelve minute one take sequence in the middle of the film, which serves as the actual extraction and it is stunning i mean they must have shook their fist at 1917 when they saw that come out because it does somewhat undermine mm. what they've done here and you can see the joins where the camera sort of goes from time to time if you know where you're looking see i didn't realize this was a one take that i just sort of went with the action now you've said it that makes total sense that that is why i'm getting like almost like car sickness as I'm traveling through flats and cars and yeah really? I, yeah I did but I'm probably just not thinking I'm pro- what I'm trying to do is go right what's happening mm. what's happening and try to follow it the camera goes from following a car mm. into inside the car mm-hmm. into outside the car the camera follows people as they're jumping down sort of from two flights up and it'll turn around and it'll the camera will spin around almost like you are accompanying them and i think that's why you find it very gamey yeah, yeah. the camera jumps down follows them looks at them turns around looks at the baddies that are chasing them and then follows them running away yeah that's a much much better description than i could ever <laughs> give of this for this sort of tv to be on a netflix film i think we've come so far in home entertainment that this is what they're putting up now i mean it's one thing putting it into a successful director like Scorsese to do with The Irishman or to do a sort of highbrow, high-budget film such as Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Is that the name? Yeah. Such yeah. as Marriage Story. But to put this money on, he's obviously a friend of powerful people, but to put this and then for Netflix to fund it, fair play to him because I think this is here at the perfect time just as summer blockbuster's coming on. What what star rating would you give this? This is this is what I've been thinking about. This I think that's why I wanted to talk to you straight after, and I was mm. like, I don't want to save it for the podcast because I don't think I would have gone to see that film at the pictures for a start. You wouldn't, yeah. But if I'd gone, I think I would have come out of that going mm, and maybe a bit sort of. Mm. But because we've been able to sit, watch it from our, you know, from our sofa. Pause it, go to the loo, you know, do all of those things. Grab a bit of food and then maybe have it over two nights. Actually, my lull, that bit where I was going, mm, didn't last particularly long. And then I was back into it again. And I enjoyed, you know, like I said, I enjoyed normally cliches and tropes. Um, at the end, I was thinking, oh, I'd quite like, I'd quite like to see another one of these. I'd quite like to see a sequel. I particularly like the bit at the end that I was really cheering on as well is there is um, the, Chris Hemsworth's boss in this is a woman. Yes. And she gets loads to do. Yeah. Um, including the action, which often, you know, if you think of like Judy Dench in Bond, for example, yes, he's got a boss that's a woman, but she's effectively 
talking to politicians or you know sitting in dark corners in beautiful houses sort of thing she doesn't yes. necessarily get on the i know she does towards the end of one of the bonds but she doesn't really get in on the action she runs across a field you know what i mean um the chris hemsworth's boss in this who unfortunately i don't know the name of which is terrible for me um she really she gets in on the action she's you know guns galore and there is a particular shot where i felt she looked very much like trinity from the matrix and i i can't believe that that wasn't a homage to the way that she the stance that she has and the way that she aims her gun and the way that someone's taken out is just so much like uh, trinity from the matrix i can't believe that well it might be a might be an audition for the remake. Well, yeah, that's, and I think she'd be fantastic in that. I think mm. she's a really compelling uh, presence. I'd love to know the name of the actress. Oh, you're looking it up for me. So her name is Golshifta Farahani. I hope I haven't annihilated that. But yeah, I think she is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant in this. And I, I hope this propels her to other things. I'm sure she's got a fantastic career. Are you going to tell me that so she's done loads of things she's anyway? She's in a film which I watched called About Ellie, mm-hmm. um, which is a few years old. Kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an Iranian film. Okay. And the thing that's Yes, I think in, she is Iranian, yeah. The, the reason it's stuck in my head is it shows kind of the Iranian middle class, mm-hmm. which is something that you never really see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a really good film. Yeah. So go on, star rating. So I'm going to give it a solid three and a half. Okay. Because, like, it is trophy. It is cliche. It is a, you know, the, the some people might take it as like a white saviour film as well. I think mm. it might have some political issues there. I didn't necessarily take it as that, but you do have Chris Hemsworth running around, you know, be, being the action hero, shooting every person of colour inside. Exactly. Yeah. Where every person of colour is against him. Is it's a baddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, them, them, you know, I think there are some. Some you could read it in a in a in a difficult way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think three and a half. I'd go three. Oh, right. oh, am I more up on this film than you are? I think you might be. Yeah, that's bonkers. I think if I'd have gone see it in a cinema, whether I'm just kind of missing the cinema mm-hmm. um, and if I'd seen the films that were due to come out this year mm-hmm. such as Bond and yeah, things like that, seen Black Bond Widow now, we? We, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'd have been out now I wouldn't have such a hankering for sort mm. of action Top films. Top Gun would have been out wouldn't it? I think that was later in the year, okay. I don't know I don't know but why the big, the big but blockbuster yeah. action, yeah. This is better than it has any right to be it's a miles better film than Gemini Man that I went and saw last year. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That is by a well-respected director in Ang Lee um, with a bigger star in... With Will, Will Smith. Smith. yeah. Mm. This is a far better film than that. So, yeah, if, you, if you've if got a couple of hours to kill, I mean, yeah. it probably doesn't need to be a couple of hours long, but... Split it into, split yeah, into two split nights. Into two, like yeah. we did. Watch Extraction. It's, yeah. It's, it's really decent. Yeah, it's, it was, I enjoyed it. It was mm. probably the most enjoyable thing we've watched all week. Until. Until. I'm just thinking from mass murder and huge violence against vulnerable groups. There into... is some of that in Inside Out, just to warn you. <laughs> yeah, to the, into the, uh, the most adult Disney film known to man. <laughs> We're going to watch Inside Out. We are. Should we I'm do it so now? nervous. Okay. And I've been in touch with Alison. Hello, Alison. Uh, so I've been in touch with Alison to, to express my fears. And she said, Mark seems to think you'll be okay. So that I'll take that as a, you'll be fine.
So, Riley, how was the first day of school? Fine, I guess. Did you guys pick up on that? Sure oh, did. Well. Something's wrong. Signal the husband. <clears throat> Uh-oh, she's looking at us. What did she say? Oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What is it, woman? What? Joy. This is sadness. That's anger. What? This is disgust. Uh, and that's fear. Ah! We're Riley's emotions. These are Riley's memories. They're mostly happy, you'll notice, not to brag. I wanted to maybe hold one. What happened? Sadness. She did something to the memory. Is everything okay? I don't know. Take it back, Joy. Great. Joy, no. Let's wait. Go. The core memories. Ah! No, 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 no. Ah! <laughs> Can I say that curse word now? What do we do now? Nothing's working. Why isn't it working? We have a major problem. Oh, I wish Joy was here. We can fix this. We just have to get back to headquarters. That's long-term memory. You could get lost in there. Think positive. Okay. I'm positive you will get lost in there. What was that? Was it a bear? There are no bears in San Francisco. I saw a really hairy guy. He looked like a bear. This place is huge. Imagination land? No way. Dream Productions? Rainbow Unicorn. She's right there. I loved you in Fairy Dream Adventure Part 7. Okay, bye. I love you. You can't focus on what's going wrong. There's always a way to turn things around. It's Broccoli. Congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. I'm not letting you pick any more films. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm going to have words with Alison. Genuinely, and you've just been up to the loo. We've just finished watching the film. You've been up to the loo. And in that time where you were upstairs, I was about to text Alison and go, what were you doing to me? Is this some sort of ploy between the two of you to like, yeah, let's just, you know, wrangle those emotions. That's that's quite hard. I have to say, hun. Like that is quite hardcore given our current circumstances. I think it would be quite hardcore even without it. But that re has really like part way through. I think I turned to you, didn't I? And I said, "This is torture," and I meant it. So no, you said, "Why are you making me watch this film?" Yes. Okay. So let's just <laughs> say now. Spoilers for Inside Out. Spoilers for Inside Out. Um, and you might hear my nose is a little bit snuffly because I've had to go and get one of the muslin squares off the table to like wipe all over my face mm. for crying. So now we've, yeah, go watch this film if you haven't. <laughs> Elaine does not stand by this message. <laughs> so did you enjoy it? Yes, I thought it was superb. Yeah. I thought it was a superb film. Mm. I think it's amazingly made. I think the psychology behind the inner workings of the brain, there were some really complex pieces of psychology in there yes. that speak only on an adult level and mm. only because, well, particularly for me, 
don't roll your eyes at this because I'm crying. So no rolling your eyes, but there's a massive part of my PhD that deals with emotions. So I had to learn about emotions and then analyse that and put that into my PhD. Mm. So all of the words that are like inductive reasoning and things like that that were coming up, that's in my, I'm I'm pointing at it, that's in my PhD in Mm. the bookcase. Um, So it spoke to me on that academic level. I think... Pixar, what they what they do is they go and they do their research and they re- research things far more than they ever need to so that if you have someone who are, who knows about the subject, they won't walk out of it going, well, that was rubbish. And yeah. that is something they do all the time. So when they did Ratatouille, for example, mm-hmm. a lot of the writers and animators, people who worked on it, went and worked in a, in a French kitchen for five months. So that you have that tiny, tiny... Because this film, you could watch that over and over and over again and you could pick up things in the background. Absolutely. It's it's so full of detail, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I need to ask you something. Yeah. Which Pixar films have you seen and which ones haven't you seen? Okay, so listen to Pixar films because my my brain doesn't work at the moment. So have Um, you seen Toy Story? Listen, official video HD on YouTube. Hang on. How have we managed to set off? The Google's playing Beyonce. Okay, Google, stop. (laughs) Maybe Google thinks I need Beyonce right now. Yeah, so it's become sentient. Yeah, yeah, it's like in my brain. (laughs) So you can ask me a question. So, okay. How many Toy Story have you seen? Oh, right, okay. So I've seen uh, Toy Story 1. Yeah. Possibly Toy Story 3. What? That's that's it. I'm not sure I've seen two. Okay. I think yeah, I have. I've seen three. I don't think I've seen two. Seen any of the Cars films? Nope. Okay. Seen any of the Finding Nemo's? I've seen the first one. Okay. Is that one called? That's Finding. <laughs> yeah, that is called Finding Nemo, isn't yeah. it? What's it? It's Finding Dory's. Finding Dory's yeah. second one. I've only seen Finding Nemo. Have you seen Wally? No. Have you seen Monsters Inc? Yes, yes, I have. Okay. Yes, because you're like the Sully. <laughs> okay. Have you seen? Do you want me up? to take that out of the podcast? No, 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 that's fine. Okay, I've seen the beginning of Up, and then I, I <laughs> said I would never watch any more of that either because they, this is like this is what I was going to say to you. This is like the beginning of Up stretched into an entire film. Same director. Right. That makes sense to me. Same director as Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah same vibe of a, a child out. and the and mm. the friends. Yeah. So I mean, the the director whose name is I'm just going to bring up Peter Doctor. Mm. Clearly, his three films are three of the Pixar like crown jewels. I'd say. Yeah, because yeah. like Cars. I know some people like Cars. Like I know some kids are really into Cars, but. I think Cars works on a kid's level. Mm. I don't think it necessarily works on an adult level, right. the same as Montezinc or Upward. Or See, I like didn't that. feel that this was a kid's film. I know it will work on a child's level, and it's mm. a really good teaching tool about emotions. Yeah. I think it would be amazing to show this to our son when he's maybe struggling with his. Yes. To explain to him how the emotions work and mm. how our emotions work. I think that would be actually genuinely quite mm. quite a good thing. But... I felt this was, uh, there were scenes in this, so I was like, I can't possibly let him watch this. He will be so sad. And there will be things that are just like, you know. <laughs> I mean, the big emotional scene and the one where I was all the way through, I was worried. Mm. Um, we're in spoiler territory, so I might as well yeah. say this. The moment where 
the moment where Bing Bong sacrifices himself because he sees that he's a faded memory, I was worried I would turn around and you go, and then I turned around and there were tears streaming down your face. I'm still crying though. Yeah. I I think that is one of like I, I know that I'm one for like, like I think that is one of the that is one of the most emotional like hero moments in films. And I think the, 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 the funniest thing is right. I hate Bing Bong. <laughs> I was gonna turn around. You go. Well, I hate, I hate Bing Bong. Like, yeah, because you have no soul. Yeah. Well, I I this whole imaginary friend thing doesn't work with me. Like I've never had an imaginary friend. <laughs> I remember once when I was little having someone else in the room, like in my brain, creating someone else in the room to help me clean it. That's the level I'm at, right? There was no playing. There was no creativity. It was, I'm going to clean and you're going to help me decide what what we clean first. So I, I, I do really remember. It's got a strong memory. But say, oh, this is, oh, this is. Like, psychologists like have of, a field yeah, day I with know. you. Oh, they do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like between the two of us, we decided which thing we would clean first and like in which order. And then that was it. And then I never had, I never spoke to anyone ever again. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, so imaginary friends are just a bit, a bit. Uh, they're not on my level. And this one's just odd, right? He's got, he's just quite weird looking. Like he's not, a nice friendly thing he's got a weird trunk like he's a bit elephant he's a bit dolphin he's a bit cat, cat. like that freaks dog. me out i don't like all of that and his eyes are in the wrong way and you know what i'm like about his when... eyes are in the wrong <laughs> way his eyes are just you know how i always talk about whether the eyes are too close together or too far apart because that freaks me out yeah you once said that my eyes were too close together yes i did um you'll never it's know... never forget that will you yeah. um but yeah, I just didn't like Bing Bong, and I thought, oh well, if these, because right at the beginning, at the beginning, I thought, oh, I hope he dies soon. I hope he falls into the, you the are ravine. A I know, I know, because I was like, oh, I can't be bothered with this character. I really can't be chewed with him. He's, he was annoying me, and like Joy, for example, as well. Joy, absolutely, like for the first ten minutes, I was like, I cannot stand this character. It's all twirling and happiness. And like when sadness comes in, I'm nodding every time sadness speaks. Cause I'm like, you speak the truth. This is exactly how things are. We should just be sitting in a corner, lying down on the floor. Oh, like none of this God. twirling and ex- excitement. Oh. I'm, quite, I'm quite happy. And I like- I'm running away to Minnesota. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't even know where that is, darling. <laughs> so yeah, so it speaks to the power of the film that when that happened, I just couldn't hold, I, I just went, I just totally went for a character that I didn't like. Yeah. So that's the, you know, the I core mean, of it. You did a Sawyer jump off the helicopter. Oh, yeah, sorry, we're <laughs> watching Lost at the moment as well, re-watching Lost. Um, so yeah, spoilers for Lost. Yeah, that was bit last A bit later for that, but I mean, yeah. without any context, I think you're all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, ter- I was terrified that you would just turn around and go, good. So, um, I would have done earlier on, I think. Yeah, I think it... Because it, I think it builds. It builds, it built, yeah. Mm. It built enough so that you cared. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, the voice cast. Yes. I was trying to work out who everyone was. Yeah. Like, you were... What are you doing? I just knocked a remote control off. God. Beyonce's turning <laughs> up in the living room. You're knocking... Everything's going mad. It's mind. chaos night tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought... Can I just say who I thought Joy was? Yes. Because I can't remember her name and you need to help me. But yeah. going back to Ghostbusters again, which we've already talked about yes. uh, today. Who's 
the woman in Ghostbusters, blonde, Kristen Wiig. Yes. Kristen Wiig. All the way through, I thought Joy was Kristen Wiig. But it's, it's not. not. No. It's Amy Poehler. It's Amy Poehler, yeah. She's brilliant. What a what a brilliant, annoying character. Do you know who Amy Poehler is? is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do yeah, I do. I, do. I, know, I mean, I don't know her very well, but I can visualise her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fear is Bill Hader. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I wasn't really... I mean, he wasn't in it very much, was he? No, no. Yeah. Um... Which is true, because I like Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sad I didn't pick it up more. Anger is Lewis Black, who's a quite, he's a voice artist. Mm. He's in, yeah, he's in a lot of things it's like quite that. Quite an old school character, that. Yes, uh, I think he's very much of a character actor. Mm. Um, sadness is Phyllis Smith. So you're going to have to tell me who Phyllis Smith is. Phyllis Smith plays Phyllis in the American version of The Office. Oh, it's the lady from the OA. Yes. And she looks like it as well in yes. the film. Yeah. That's it, because I couldn't work out the voice at all. It sounded like someone putting on a voice. Oh, I think, I think well, I think it sounds but just... But once you, It is yeah. the voice of Phyllis. Yeah. And then Disgust is Mindy Kaling. Now, Mindy do you know who Mindy Kaling, Kaling is? Now, we've we've talked about... <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> we've talked about Mindy Kaling. Like, every, has it been every night this week? You've asked me about Mindy Kaling or talked about Mindy Kaling. Yeah. This is because you're watching the... We haven't talked about this on the podcast at all. Maybe we should at some mm. point in the future, but you're watching the American version of The Office. Rewatching, yeah. Yeah, rewatching. Yeah. At the same pace, two of the actresses from the show are doing a podcast where they go through the show episode by episode. And I watch this on a lunchtime... Um, with you, and so you're quite often there when I'm watching it. Yeah, and I begin with I was again just thinking, why are you watching this? Because I couldn't think that anything could not beat or even just um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of be on par with live the, up to the office, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it was such an iconic thing, and you know, only it was it only was the office only a couple of series. Yeah, it was two series two and series. a Christmas special. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking oh, it might only have just been one, but I knew it was two. Mm. Um, so how could it be the same? That it's such a good series. And then I started watching sort of over your shoulder the American version, and I'm really enjoying it because <laughs> it's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, absolutely. I think they it it will never be it. Yeah, it will never be the UK office, but it it goes off in its own ways and it allows it to build up a far greater relationships. We need, uh, we'll need to talk about it at some point in the future because yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think it would so. be good to have a chat about it because this is not an office mm. special at the moment. No. So Mindy Kaling yeah. is in the American version of The Office and then she's been in lots of other things so she's mm. just part of our daily conversation now. Yeah, uh, yeah because I often... Because I think when she first appeared on screen, I was a per- I said to you, oh, she's the person who wrote The Office yes. and wrote The Mindy Project. Yes. And then she's just had a TV show on Netflix, so it's become a standing joke that I go, oh, do you know she's the woman who wrote that? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It, that's not going to wear thin in lockdown, is it? Nope. Um, so Bing Bong, your favourite. Oh, Bing Bong. Is Richard Kind? Richard Kind? Who's that? Uh, there's a picture of him. Yeah, oh, I mean that's good for a podcast. Actor, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> What's he been in? So he's a, he's in a lot of voice stuff. See, I kind of think of him as someone who was in. He's not in Friends, 
But he's in that sort of American sitcom. He's in Mad About You. He's in Spin City. Right, okay. Yeah. Um. So a lot, a lot of American... American sitcom things. Okay. Yeah, he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm, which right. you've never seen, nope. as we've established. Uh, and then the family, um, Riley is played by... I think I saw. Is it an unknown? Yeah, it's, I mean, like it's, a, it's a girl. Kid, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Caitlin Diaz, who I'm sure has done. Yeah, she's done lots of. Oh, she's done a lot of Disney stuff. So mm. as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, then Diane Lane is the mum. Okay. And Cal McLaughlin is the dad. Okay, fine. Mm. It could have been anyone for me. Yeah. To be honest with you, I saw Cal McLaughlin as the credits went up, and I was like, really? Mm. Couldn't could have been anyone. Um, I think so. One of the things that I really like about this is. It like doesn't overuse this crucially, is when you see into other people's minds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the parents. Um the, yeah, that was yeah. They used <laughs> the um the argument over the dinner table yeah. in the promotional material, which I thought was a shame because it kind of spoiled the joke halfway mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, obviously, the credit sequence where you see other people in the world, uh, the injured the, the people that they've already seen as well, so that's good. It's not just random yeah. people, it's people who've shown up in the film earlier. Mm-hmm. The people in the world, who the standing joke of the um, helicopter pilot, uh, the gum commercial that comes mm-hmm. back and back. I I love this film. I obviously cuz I made you watch it. Yes. Mind you you made me watch it, uh, Jaws 3. Well, let's not go into that now. And I don't think the emotional sacrifice of uh <laughs> What a thing wrong matches yeah, matches uh, Simon McCorkendale. Yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? No, it's not. But just look, you're still talking about Jaws 3, so it's obviously made some kind of impact on you. Yeah. I'm pleased about that. It's a blue long-term memory. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a sad one. Is it not discussed? No, well, yeah. Green ball. Yeah, it's kind of brown, yeah. Bluey green. Just being sent up to your brain constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little mix there. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a, it's a really meaningful film. I think it's, it probably, Things in it made me feel more emotional mm. because of recent events with us. I think when you've experienced the death of a child, when mm. you're then seeing scenes, albeit animation, but this is how good animation is, and mm. this is how good you know it's put together. But when you're seeing scenes of the in, you know, the inner thoughts of a baby, which is what happens at the beginning of this, yeah, my mind didn't turn to thoughts of you know, our son who's still with us, mm. they turn to the, you know, our son who isn't and thinking of what could have been. That's, that really, really hit me at the beginning. Okay, I thought, I came back in t- on a t- the entirely different side. Okay. Which I think probably says a lot about us yeah, and yeah. where our mindsets are at the minute. Um, that, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd got away with that as well. <laughs> Um, so, but you never really know, do no. you? You never know which way it's gonna hit. Is it mm. gonna be reminding you of, you know, the little and upstairs, mm. or is it gonna take you somewhere else? And you never quite know. But I think as well, you were nervous about watching this for yes. that entire reason. Yeah, I really was. If we'd just been sort of, if if you hadn't been in that mood, I'd be interested. I will never know, but I think you might have. Or the other years way down the line, you know, yeah. if, if it had been mm. seven years in the future that we're watching mm. it, you don't know how it's going to ma- mm. manifest itself. I agree. And 
also I think this film has a really important message about sadness mm. and how mm. sometimes you need to let sadness rule. Yeah. Um, I don't think you know. I think there were times in our lives when we didn't let sadness mm. rule uh, because we couldn't because yeah. we had things to do and we had another child to look after. Yes. And for me, it kind of manifested itself myself over Christmas dinner. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you remember it right. Yeah. I but yeah, um, I think this is a masterpiece. Yeah, I I think it's a it's a beautiful film. Mm. <laughs> I think you're thinking it's a five a I, five star. I think star. it is a for me it's a five star film. I find it hard to give it five stars because I've had quite of a a roller coaster ride watching it on a completely factual, mm. objective level. It's clearly a five star film. If you're gonna talk about stars in terms of enjoyment which is when we first started the podcast that's what we said didn't yeah. we? we said it's stars for, for enjoyment because these were meant to be sort of daft films i don't think i can go there on a five star for an enjoyment because it has made me feel quite sad at times and i know films are meant i mean this is interesting isn't it to think about what are you know a film's there to make you feel happy and joyful all the time or are they actually there to take you through a whole you know, gamut of emotions, which, you know, I'm I'm talking myself into it now. Yes, of course they are. But I don't think this is particularly a film for me right now. And maybe in a few years' time, I would enjoy it more. Maybe when he's watching it and we're having a discussion around it or not, that's when I would give it five stars. At the moment, it's a four for me. I think the very fact that it's had this emotional reaction on you makes it a five-star film. Yes, honey. But, but I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah. put the number in your mouth. Yeah. Do you know that little bit in the thing where they go inside people's heads? I, there's there's a there's a little woman in my head which is having all sorts of little conversations about you, right? And I'm going, he's doing it again. He's telling us what to think. Um, yeah. I get where you're coming from. Mm. <laughs> Look at now. I've got the little joy coming up. I'm, I get where you're coming from, but yeah, it is my star rating. Yeah. Okay. And you're entitled. So, so, where would you put this? Yeah, it's a it's a, a four for enjoyment, mm. not four for. I'm trying, trying to placate you now. I'm like patting you. We said enjoyment, didn't we? Not. Yeah. For but the... I I think that by that means that Casablanca would never be a five star film in by this rating. I think when you we say enjoyment, it's okay. I think enjoyment is probably a. It's what you Are get you... out of the film. Okay, right. Well, four. Okay. <laughs> I've got a little little angry man now coming to the forefront of the control panel. Yeah, it's a four, Mark. It's a four. <laughs> well, that's oh, wrong. No. But no. Uh... This is going to be going on for days, isn't it? No, this, is what, this is going to be the new Mindy Kaling. Yeah. <laughs> four, so well, if you're going to give it four stars, oh, well, I'm going to give that four stars. Right, okay, yeah. That's fine. Thank yes, I know, darling. I know it's fine because it's my opinion. Wrong. Um, <laughs> um, would you like to know what we're watching next week? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Got a star knocked off it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're going back to the madness of Elaine's picks. Okay. And it's something that you know we're going to watch because we actually spoke about it the other the other day. Because I did say to you, look, we're we're going to watch this film okay when we were sticking around the channels 
about a week ago or something like that. I don't know. Days roll into weeks, months roll into years. Yes. Um, it was the newer version of The Three Musketeers. Oh, yeah. Was on. And, I mean, it's the awful, the awful brand new up-to-date version with, who's in it? Is it? It's Logan Lerman. Yeah. It is oh, Matthew, Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden. <laughs> Matthew McFadden. Uh, so we, yes. we did our usual thing of... And Luke in- Evans. Instantly going back to the Muskerhounds, Dog Tanyon and the Muskerhounds, and working out, you know, Porthos, Aramis, and doing all of that. Mm. Um, and I said, said to you, well, clearly there's only one version of the Three Musketeers that's worth its salt. And that is the 1990s version of the, the Three Mus- Musketeers with one of the greatest songs from the 90s that I had on tape and played over and over and over again starring some amazing uh, vocalists of the time. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to watch the 90s version of The Three Musketeers. Okay. You don't know anything and I'm being really obtuse about it. I'm not saying who's in it because you said to me you don't know who's in it. So I I want it to be a surprise. No, I think I know who's in it. I certainly know people who were in it. Oh, who like? So I know that Oliver Platt's in it. Okay. Do you know Oliver Platt's in it? Because Oliver Platt's one of my favourites. Yes. <laughs> so now you know all the films with Oliver Platt. Because <laughs> he popped up the other day on Indecent Proposal when that was on the telly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there he is. He's one of my favourites. So I get a feeling it's... I think I know who the Musketeers are. Okay. Right, so I think that the Musketeers are probably Kiefer Sutherland and one of Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Not sure which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think D'Artagnan is probably one of those 90s people like um, who's Christine Slater. Right. Or who would have been around that time. Ruth Phoenix would be dead, so it won't be him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That'd be a a film, wouldn't it? That would be. Um, Who would be bigger on 93? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, just hold on to all of that. Yeah. Get ready for a great old romp. I don't think you'll be crying. But I don't know anything about the Musketeers. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well. Like, you don't know the Dumas. When I started talking about Alexander Dumas, you just sort of, like, looked at me like I was mad. So you don't know all the backstory. You don't know how it changes through all the different iterations. Is there the a bit where someone slices up an apple? <laughs> Yeah, it's a dog. And it all falls down to the ground. I know Cardinal Richelieu, and I know Milady. You should know Cardinal Richelieu because he's like a wolf character. Yeah. He's a baddie. And Milady's a And Milady's a cat. Like, I think they've got a lot to live up to. Exactly. Exactly, which is why I think that the 90s version is... And obviously, it, it speaks to me because, like, that was the time. Um, it's also got one of mine and, and uh, in another... Uh, shout out to Alison. She's getting a lot today. Um, it's got one of mine and Alison's like favourite actors of the time. It was like we had him up on our walls, like posters of him. So just I can see you thinking, just hold uh, on. I think I know it is now. Hold on to that thought, and that's what we're gonna. Is it someone who comes up in a different of your favourite films? <laughs> I in, don't know what you're talking about. In moulded costume style. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's just it's, it's something slightly different. It's it's a Saturday, Sunday, whatever night. Monday. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because 
you know, every night's the same at the minute. <laughs> but nothing changes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun throwaway action adventure romp. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed not to make me cry, which is great. Can we just watch like four episodes of the Musker Hounds? I mean, that might be what it's like, Mark. You never know. No, 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 no. Just, no. just say you can compare it. Yeah, because my thing the week after is going to be the entire series of the Musker Hounds, yeah, so I can <laughs> tell you which one's better. That's fair enough. <laughs> right, let, let's go because I need to wipe wipe my eyes, mate, and try uh, <laughs> to couldn't even get that right. Dry your eyes, mate. Yeah, that was meant yeah. to be a really good reference, and yeah. then it went wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's how emotional I By am. By Mike Skinhead. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe your eyes, mate. <laughs> right, come on, it's late, and <laughs> I need to go and sort out my emotions. <laughs> cool. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. See you later. Before you go, just thought we'd mention that you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the honeymoon pod or twitter.com forward slash the honeymoon pod. From there, you should find all the links you need to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, yay, or your favourite podcatcher. See you next week. <laughs>